if there's something I miss more than anything else, it's Star Trek. Now, I realize the new movies are up and going, and that's pretty sweet, but Star Trek needs to come back to television. And there's, there's a couple reasons here. One is a nostalgic thing. A little history on me is that I've always, always, always been huge into Star Trek. Star Trek, it was one of my bonding points with me and my father, and for that point, me and my mom. We were able to watch this show consistently, every single week, and it actually interested me. Even when I was a little kid, it wasn't just one of those things that I slowly grew into. I was mesmerized by the first episode I seen, which was The Next Generation, by the way. And after that, I ended up going to Alabama for a while with my grandma, and that's when I was introduced to this show. When I started seeing the original series, I started to understand a little more about what the idea was, what Star Trek meant, why it was so important, and why every single episode was so much deeper and so much more powerful than any of the movies could ever, ever, ever be. Star Trek is one of those things that attacks these little problems with society. Everything from the way that money has slowly but surely become vastly more important than anything else in our lives to little things like the way corporations have become more powerful and how the normal person, the normal business person who just wants to open a mom and pop store almost has no chance. Things like same-sex marriage or for that matter uh, transgendered people real major problems in society within the human element, things that we can't handle, can't accept. Star Trek attacks these things, and not just that, but they also deal with other aspects, such as the terrorism idea and things like that. Or they attack certain ideals in history, such as different things like, well, Hitler. Just gonna say it. In fact, there was an episode in the original series where they kind of have a character that basically is Hitler. Uh, I can't remember the episode's name right now, but I remember they have a traveling play. They kind of like a like a tra it's a traveling play, and they do a show on the Enterprise, and one of the guys who's running the play happens to be a guy who killed hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people and Kirk is one of the people that lived through it. That's a direct reference to the Holocaust and things like that. Now, Star Trek was attacking these things all the way back then, and they consistently did so throughout every single one of their series. It gave us not just good characters and not just good stories, but at the same time, it gave us an idea, something we could think about every single week, something we could latch onto, something to make us better people, and it also gave us that idea that in the future, maybe, just just maybe, we can get past all of our own BS, and we might, might have a chance at being one united people that actually understand, tolerate, and move forward instead of constantly battling each other backwards. Star Trek needs to come back to television. It really, truly does. I feel that even though the movies are powerful, even though that they have a charisma to them, I feel that no 
TV series will ever be the movies. And I've said this in a weird way, but listen to me. A TV series is something you invest in. You learn to understand these characters, and you latch on to them. Characters like Spock, Jordy LaForge, Scotty, Captain Picard, Sulu. I mean, if you want to go further than that, Janeway, Archer. These are characters that are huge, huge characters, and they're from all different walks of life, and they're from all different... They represent different races, they represent different kinds of people, and in a movie, such as the new movies, the reason I say a series will never be what a movie will be is because once the movie is done, the movie is done. Sure, we can watch it again and we can analyze it, but not like the series. The series gives us a feeling of hope. It gives us better understanding for what's going on. It allows us to bond with these people, sometimes people that we would normally hate. If you met some of these people in real life and you met them for one day, you might despise that person. But given time to get past the little quirks of the person and learn what it is to understand somebody on multiple levels, not just, not just because you have to tolerate them, but because you can tolerate them because you understand where they're coming from. That is a huge, 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 huge deal. And even though these movies are great, the idea of Khan in the newest movie is not as big of an idea as it was in the original series. In the original series, we'd already got to know Captain Kirk and good portions of the crew. And we kind of seen that there was this idea of what humanity was. All of a sudden, there's a throwback. A character who more represents what we are today. There, he's egotistical. He's power-hungry. In a way, he's a little bit mad. He's competitive. And what he understands more than anything else is the concept of gaining power, keeping power, and enforcing power. He offered the world order. That is a great line. It is an absolute perfect line that was not delivered in the new film. The new film shows us a great, powerful person who is an obstacle that we get over and it's very exciting and it's epic and it's a lot of fun. But Khan, in the original Space Seed, is so much more than yet. Yes, he was stronger. Yes, he was faster. Yes, he was smarter. But he wasn't so much evil. He was driven. And he was driven by a concept that humanity had left behind. A power-hungry, angry concept that says we must be better and no matter who is in our way, step on whoever you need to to achieve your goals. And it's really, it really is cutthroat like this, even in today's society. I mean, it, you could break it down just in terms of talking about 
working at a place like McDonald's. In order to move up, the people above you pretty much have to move out. And once they move out or become fired or go away, there's a chance that you can move up. But the other people below you, you need to step on them because you have to show that force of character to be able to strive upward. And it's different in Star Trek. It's not about stepping on the next guy. It's about showing a passion and being recognized that you are the person for said job. There are many people that I've worked for, and I'm sure you the same, that you've worked for, where you know that they got that position simply because they were better off than you, or maybe, just maybe, they knew people you didn't know, or it's sometimes you know more about the job that they're doing than they do, and that is irritating. It's maddening. I can't stand it when a place hires in somebody who's never worked the job in their life. They have no idea what the job is about. A manager from Best Buy should not come in to work management of, say, Applebee's. It doesn't make sense. They then demand different things from you. They need training. They should have been trained before they ever got there. People should have to start somewhere and move up. And in Starfleet, the idea is anything is within your grasp, but you have to work to obtain it. Nobody just simply enters Starfleet at the top of the bracket. It doesn't happen. And this is a small little petty thing, but I'm trying to give you an idea of how Star Trek wires into our every single day lives. Remember years ago... In, in the 1960s program, every single person in their quarters had a little computer. The PC happened. Think about the, think about the very first time Kirk ever opened the communicator. After, after that, in the 90s, every single phone flipped open. The Razor was like the most common design of phones that there was in the 90s. And then, going further from that, in the next generation, we saw things like... Oh, Everybody had a laptop. Everybody had a laptop. And there were those little boards on the tables where they could click the buttons and get instant information right there on the boards, which they're already putting in places. McDonald's is starting to test technologies where you'll walk in and you'll order your food and it'll just be a tablet there. You just beep, 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 and it'll send it right back to the cook. And they don't even need the person waiting on you anymore. That's, that's one of the same concepts. Think about the characters that walked around with the data pads. Now, this can even go as far back as the 1960s program. Sure, they had pencils, but you notice that the pencils weren't actually pencils. They were more like stylus. Things like the DS and even some of the iPads and things like that that we have today came just as far back as then. And it's this type of inspiration that's missing in the movies. In the movies, you see a piece of technology for a second. You never get accustomed to it. You never get used to it. It never really means anything. It's a quick fix thing. They need a certain thing to happen, so they create a certain technology, and then it's done. It's just like in Thank You for Smoking, when he's like, wouldn't the cigarettes blow up in an all-oxygen environment? And the producer guy says something that is all too common in the movie world. He says, oh, it's a simple fix. It's one line of dialogue. Thank God we invented the so-and-so. And that's exactly what a movie is. It needs to get specific plot points across so it creates a technology that allows it to do what it wants to do without ever explaining it in any way whatsoever. Where Star Trek made it real. And they didn't just do it for technology. 
They did it for concepts. Think about how much the world has changed since just the 1960s program was on. Now, I keep referencing that, but you really have to understand how different the world was. Think about Ahura. She sat on the bridge. She was a woman. She was African-American. She had a important job. She commanded the ship. She was in charge of different things. This it doesn't seem like a big deal today, but back then it was so unbelievably a big deal. Think about a new Star Trek where one of the people in the crew make them transgendered, either man to woman or woman to man. Either way, just because we can accept it. Now, they tried to mess a little bit with this. They put certain guys in the next generation in dresses and things. It's not far enough. You have to attack the actual issue. Get same-sex couples. And for once, for once, same-sex couples is almost always acceptable when it's two women. Even in video games you see this problem. Most transsexual or gay people are somehow evil or psychotic or somehow extremely manipulative in their characters. Why not give us a real gay couple, just two guys who are normal guys that can be gay. Some of the phobias that are running around is because we refuse to attack this subject. Things like the same-sex marriage and everything, I don't want to get into a debate here. I just want to say that if nothing else, if we put it out there, if we talk about it, if we're not afraid of it, if we're not insulted by it, Little issues like this will simply go away, and that's a good thing. Because if you want to fall back to the way it was in the 60s when this show came out, really, really look, pay attention, watch movies. Understand that this was a time when an Asian man wouldn't even, wouldn't even be played by an Asian man. They would dress in some, some normal ethnic man up, normal Caucasian, and they would tape his eyes back and slant him. You're talking about the time of Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, think about it. There were massive stereotypes, and even some of the stereotypes that are running around today, such as the whole... I, I don't want to sound ridiculous here, but these are subjects that are real. Things like the African-American thing. There's no reason to create an ebony culture. It should just be a human culture. There's no reason to believe that just because you're Hispanic, just because you're Mexican or whatever, I, 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 I'm, I'm messing myself up here because it's so ludicrous to even have to talk about it because there should be no difference between a man who speaks Chinese and a man who speaks Latin. Period. There should be no difference. Those are still two human beings. They breathe, eat, live, feel the same way that we do, and we are, we've become so complacent in the way that the world is. Everything is fast. Everything is now. Look at all the restaurants that are closing around us that have no purpose now, because while steakhouses close all over America, the fast food industry grows, and it's simply because people are willing to put aside quality and just go with it. Because now it's more about what can we get done right now. Where in Star Trek you notice that they were always eating 
real food. They didn't settle for something like that. And they even make comments about it in Enterprise when they try to go to a fast food restaurant and all he wants is one single cheeseburger. He says, can I get a cheeseburger? And they're like, would you also like to add a patty? Would you like to get these fries? Would you like to upsize it? Would you like to get that drink? And he's like, no! Just give me the burger. One burger. One burger. Don't, don't just give it to me. Don't try to sell me extra crap. Don't try to corporatize everything about this situation. Just give me one burger, one thing. That's all I want, and I will be gone. And every single thing that they order, every single thing that they do, there's some sort of corporate commercialization going on where he's like, would you like to upsize? Would you like this? We also have this. There's a special going on. If you come back tomorrow, and he's like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I don't even need it. And it's true. Life has become this way. Or rather, it was always kind of on that trek. But Star Trek allows us to attack some of these issues without being as ridiculous as, say, me. When I try to attack an issue, I either sound like I'm bitching or that I'm somehow spiteful or that I believe that we could do better but we're all killing ourselves. I just sound ridiculous compared to what this outlet allowed us. I remember I used to watch it every night. I used to stay up late to see it. I'm pretty sure I've seen every single episode, period. I own every single movie. This is a series that is greatly missed. And if our society has ever needed it, it really needs it now. I would like to see, just a suggestion, I don't know how many people are behind this idea, but come on, guys. I would like to see this. The Enterprise B. Not much was ever done with it. I mean, aside from it just kind of being there, it didn't do anything, right? I mean, we see it in that one movie, and it's not really enough to get us any kind of indication. And aside from some books and things like that, the series never really touched on it. So since right now the movies are going with Kirk and everybody, why not jump ahead like 15, 20 years and start a series on television? They could even keep the uniforms that they're using for the movies. Why not? I love those uniforms. I never really cared for the next generation in their pajama uniforms. I always thought that this was somehow a little bit more dignified. And even though it looks a little ridiculous when you're running around in this light blue color, I'm trying to hide in the trees and things on an alien hostile world, or like I got a big target drawn on my back because I'm in bright red, I understand that. I get, I get the joke of it, but... I always felt that this had a little more dignity than the Next Generation uniforms. And I also didn't mind the red jackets that came in in the later movies. But what I'm trying to say is I would love to see a series where we just take this, redesign the ship a bit, bring it into a modern ideal, and start a Star Trek series that could still run in portion with the movie. They could, they could reference things that the movie gave us or something like that, and even had characters like Spock or some of the other characters could be made up to look older, that they could even cross over into the TV series every now and then when things are going down. Or like when a movie is just about to be released, or like Khan. Khan, the movie just ended. Why not get that actor to play an important role in a three-part episode where he comes back and deals with them and they have to get a hold of the Spock of our time and the Kirk and try to get some help and they're like, I don't know what's this, this guy, and no, we found him or this... 
Who knows? Who knows? They're going to do a thousand things. What I'm saying is that it's not like we've gotten that far. We have made leaps and bounds, but there are still many more jumps and hurdles along the way. And I feel like Star Trek could help us get across some of these obstacles. It's a show that I miss. It's a show that I hold dear in my heart. And it's a show that I would love and, and hope to see come back. If you guys feel the same way I do, if you guys were Star Trek people, please voice your opinions. Get them out there. The series is not dead. The fandom of it is not dead. Star Trek is just as strong today as it was 30 years ago. And the fan base is still here. We're just waiting. We're waiting patiently. But maybe... Maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe, I'm the, maybe I am the only one that's super impatient. Maybe I'm the only one begging for a series. But let me know, guys. Really, there's a comment section below. I've got the... I, there's, a, there's a group page I belong to, Reploid Productions, at, at uh, Facebook. Go down there, check out the group page. Get some Star Trek conversations going. Spread the word. See if these series can get off the ground again. See if we can see this ship in action again. Let's, let's just hope.